Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explained Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my fellow caped crusaders, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Grant Morrison's Batman. This is session three of the Grant Morrison Bat Club, and we are covering issues 663 through 666 of the Grant Morrison Batman run, and I'm joined by the only two men who I would trust to become warped and corrupted versions of myself and patrol the streets of Gotham. First off, he is uh, hopped up on some venom and steroids, and he is on the town looking for hookers. It's Jacob Brown. <laughs> Look at me. I'm so big. And yet I have raisinets down here. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and he quite literally sold his soul to the devil. It's Malcolm Russell Nelson. Listen, it sounded like a good idea at the time. You know, I sell my soul. I learn how to play some jazz. It sounds great. However, I learn how to play jazz with a left hand. No one wants to play. Dang. No one wants to hear left-handed jazz. The world isn't ready for left-handed jazz yet. <laughs> so, you know, the da damn devil tricked me. <laughs> damn devil. Damn, damn devil. devil. That, that wily rascal. <laughs> damn, damn devil. <laughs> <laughs> that four ton flyer we are talking batman how are you guys liking grant morrison's run so far we're uh we're three three parts in and, and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say it, it's it's hard because we're measuring it with the first week which was arkham asylum which is a lot it's a lot and then this week, which has something that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but other than those things, uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, this is a nice steady climb. Um, I, I'm, I'm digging what's escalating here, especially like from the last stuff we read about like, uh, I just wanted to know where we're going with after uh man bat ninja army so i'm just wondering <laughs> what goes goes after this so i'm really i, I was really happy you find out immediately man, yeah. man i can't wait to follow up with damien where does this go absolutely wow. nowhere no you yeah. find out immediately <laughs> i mean alive. not immediately immediately but you know six six four not tells you immediately not six, immediately six Malcolm. six four is an not immediate follow-up from the last issue <laughs> <laughs> that's like say, that's like saying odysseus after completing his uh his campaign <laughs> goes immediately home yeah immediately, <laughs> home. immediately home immediately there's no, home there's no odyssey there's no odyssey about it no odyssey. the lord of the rings they immediately go to mount doom oh yeah and then the eagles take them and they fly away it's fine immediately it's, it's, it's go so there easy. it's immediate. there's a little bit of riffraff in the middle but, but they immediately cares. go there <laughs> ultimate spider-man he immediately dies he immediately <laughs> dies he just dies right there immediately Ugh. how it should have been in the mcu <clears throat> oh shit <laughs> jesus christ <clears throat> honestly if they had been able to make that work with uh andrew garfield's spider-man to put him into the mcu i think that's what they would have eventually gotten to i would agree with you 
Um, because they had that established I, Spider-Man. I just think that that's what they should have done with Tom Holland in the first place. Kill him off oh. in Civil War. Introduce him in Civil War. Kill him, kill him off in Civil War. War. Wow. And then have Spider-Man Homecoming be a Miles movie. That's a better path. It is a Miles movie. Yeah, have it actually be a fucking Miles movie, <laughs> as opposed to being the Elvis Presley of Miles movies. Oh the Elvis you know what Presley? I mean? <laughs> you can leave that in. I don't give a fuck. Led, led by Austin Butler and yeah, exactly. We know who uh, the true king of king of rock and roll. <laughs> I think it's so funny that uh, Angela Bassett's going around this week being like, yeah, Austin Butler's got to lose that fucking voice thing. It's stupid. (laughs) That's so goddamn funny to me. Honestly, Angela Bassett, (laughs) iconic for every reason. Angela Bassett fucking rules. I really hope she wins that Oscar, man. Same. Yeah, she She was. But she I'm was really, robbed when she didn't do oh, that, no. like Eddie Murphy uh, vampire movie, like snubbed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Jesus. All right, let's uh, let's talk some Batman. Let's let's talk, talk some Bat, baby. Let's talk issue six six three of Grant Morrison's Batman. So we're gonna talk about this for two minutes, right? <laughs> Um, uh, that's too much time. We at least need 30 seconds and that's it. <laughs> so this, uh, this brings in a new artist as kind of a stopgap. Um, this artist is John Van Fleet, John Van Fleet, who, who is I a digital seen. artist. Hmm. I couldn't tell. <laughs> couldn't tell. I don't know. I don't know if you're aware of that. Some digital art going on here. Uh, no, and honestly, like, no disrespect to John Van Fleet. No disrespect whatsoever. But looking at the art in this, it reminds me of all of that AI art shit that's been going on right now. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah yes. Gotcha. It's wild that, yeah. like, almost 20 years later, this is where we are. People yeah. are replicating John Van Fleet's style. Yeah. That's all, this is. <laughs> that's all, all it is. is. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's not great. But um, this one is pretty, I mean, it looks right out of like a a YouTube fan film. Yep. And um, that's not the only aspect of this. Uh, So Batman (laughs) 663 is entitled The Clown at Midnight. And this one is a bit of a read. And I'm not just saying that because there's a lot of high concept ideas. I mean, you are literally reading walls of text. Yeah, this is a prose issue. This uh, is a prose issue. It's which... like 13 pages. Like <laughs> it's, it's 20 pages, I counted, because I wanted to make sure how much of this I'm going to miss. It's not and 20 uh, pages. It's it, Well, it's, it's 20 pages if you count back and front. Oh, if you count back and front. Right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So y'all remember back in the early sessions of last season when I used to complain about how Bendis would do page filled dialogue. Yep. I'm going to go on record here. Mr. Bendis, I apologize. (laughs) I apologize. You know what? We uh we don't always see eye to eye, you and me, Mr. Brian, but um I apologize because this <laughs> is egregious. <laughs> this is egregious, guys. Yes. Uh yeah. I don't know what uh, Grant was cooking, but they uh they cooked they, something. They, they they cooked a little too long. 
they yeah. uh yeah this um i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna really quick go on a new segment right now which is called jacob's boomer moments where i stay true <laughs> to my where i stay true to my 75 year old self and doesn't ding, give ding, a shit ding, 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 and i'm ding, gonna ding. tell you right now what the fuck is up with this goddamn novelization in my comic books? I don't give a shit about your Edgar Allan Poe-ness while taking acid while you have a thesaurus book. I don't care if you're going to keep going on this tangent. Get right, write this as a comic like the way it's supposed to be. Or do it like the classic ones where they do the little... The little dialogue before where it narrates what's going on and everything. What the fuck? That's all I got to say. Thank you. Old I, I love this new segment. And that was uh, Jacob's Boomer Corner. Yeah. Yeah. So this is um, this is a lot. This is a lot. So going through this, uh, this issue tells a basically like a self-contained story, essentially, that builds upon the stuff that happened last uh, last volume. Um, chapter one, putting Bozo to bed uh, is basically just a story about clowns and funerals. Yep. <laughs> that age old story is <laughs> it's the Joker's henchmen like giving a funeral to like one of their prized like henchmen who would show him the ropes and everything like that and stuff like that i guys we could do this a lot faster okay. you did read this you did you did read some of this i read this and then i stopped and i <laughs> i said no no more guys we we could do this a lot faster <laughs> all right all right malcolm i'm gonna i'm gonna hand over the reins to you yes please lead us okay. through this lead us okay. through the night and into morning I'm going to I'm going to put a timer on. I'm going to give myself. Are you could do like a, a sentence per and chapter? thirty seconds. Okay. Oh. I'm going to give myself a minute and thirty seconds. Okay. To talk about what this issue is, why it's important, and then we'll be done with it. Okay. Okay. You know what, Malcolm? I'm going to extend the challenge. I want it to just be a minute. Yeah. A minute. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I've I've got Bet. my timer one right here. One minute. Hit hit me with it. Okay. Right. okay. Let me know when to go. go. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Okay. So this whole entire issue, uh, 663, is all about the birth of a new persona. So after the Joker gets shot in the first opening chapter of Gmo's run uh, in the head, uh, the Joker has a new persona that uh, he'll be debuting. And so this is all lead up to debuting that persona while also leading Batman on a wild goose chase, trying to track down a, a, a murderer of all these former associates of the Joker. Uh, who's who's murdering them? Harley Quinn. Uh, this is the only issue in Morrison's run that deals with Harley Quinn. <laughs> I think out of the entire run. Uh, but the new persona shows up. The new persona is a little weird and interesting, has a kind of a surgical vibe. Makes sense because the Joker had to go through a lot of surgery stuff. Uh, but that's really the point of this. Um, and it's kind of just set up for when we see the Joker again later. Nice. I'm done. Right on time. Wow. That's it. I was well done. That's Yay. it. Well that's done, it. That's, friend. We're Thank done. You. <laughs> that's, that's all I needed to know. That's Listen, all I needed to know. <laughs> listeners, I've gone on record. Grant Morrison's run on Batman is my favorite run on Batman. It's my absolute favorite run. Uh, I think it's the best that that character has ever been treated. Gmo fucking nails it. 
Uh, this is the first time I've read this issue fully because I've never read this issue fully. <laughs> <laughs> so I had no idea that this is where the Joker like debuted this new look, which is probably my favorite Joker look. Uh, when we see it later on, it'll make more sense, but uh, it's probably the best Joker look. Gmo writes my favorite Joker. Copy that. So, I do want to highlight two things. Uh, please. One, we get a callback to the killing joke with the story of Solomon and Sheba. Yes. Um, which is very sad. Yes. It's oh. just very sad. Yes. Uh, they were two of the uh, goblin-looking henchmen that kidnapped and... Uh, harassed gordon in the uh in the fun mm -hmm. house in the carnival well okay. yes wow so mm -hmm. very sad and also i would love to highlight some reviews of this issue because i was curious whoa back to the year 2007 <laughs> is this a new segment called review corner review <laughs> corner the, we're gonna hop back in the way way back machine going way go. way back going in the way way back <laughs> i love that so <laughs> this review comes from tom young back on february 27th of 2007 hey tom it reads unfortunately it appears that morrison became too caught up in the evocative descriptions he was coming up with he ended up losing sight of those pov the descriptions were supposed to be coming from overall this issue was sorely in need of an editor to help morrison work out the narrative kinks in their story uh, we also have, there's one yeah. here I want to highlight. Uh, <laughs> one from David Wallace. Uh, not that one, Officer. David Wallace? Not that one. Whoa! Not that David Wallace. I, I, knew, I knew that bitch like comics. I knew it. Uh, from February 19th of 2007, it reads, I fully expect those readers who value writing above art in their comics to rave about this issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he said if you like writers more than art this one's for you um <laughs> I just great and then one more that i want to highlight this one gave it a four out of ten that read uh i'm all for experimenting and shaking things up but damn i was not feeling this yep. <laughs> So that yep. was our, uh, those were some reviews I wanted to highlight because I was just curious. I was like, how did people feel about this? Because as we're recording this, this issue, Batman 663, came out on Valentine's Day in 2007. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Another Isn't that something? line of Batman and Joker love stories. Isn't that something? You know, this seems like something Graham Morrison would put out on Valentine's Day. That's 100%. This very much seems like it, yeah. So we now leave that behind and come to Batman Thank 6 Woo! Back out in Gibraltar. Watchpoint Gibraltar. Fucking <laughs> Widowmaker main, Genji main. Mother, mm -hmm. heal me! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this this page. It's Bruce yeah, it rules. His, <laughs> yeah. Checking his voicemails. And um, in the back is just litters of just bat ninjas just strung up all over the town. <laughs> it rules. It's really Homeboy funny. is like got his wing impaled on a street light. <laughs> yeah. Upside down. That's so sick. It's like, really sick. 
That so, guy is not having a good time. Like <laughs> he's straight up not having a good time. Uh, Grant Morrison is back with Andy Kubert in this issue and will be for the rest of this volume. Hell yeah. And this story is entitled The Three Ghosts of Batman. And this is where we are reintroduced to a problem. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, this is recontextualizing this being in 2007, Jezebel Jet with the nose ring. Oh yeah. Everything that I was into in 2007. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's just uh-huh. put the smart hat off here. Yeah. Let's let's uh, go ahead and admit it. Uh yeah, this was a formative character in my youth <laughs> formative character i do not know what i would have done with myself if i was reading batman at this time oh boy yeah. let me tell you ruined uh, me so jezebel jet <laughs> is with her two bodyguards as she sees bruce wayne fucking parasailing onto a mountain i mean he's the fucking coolest he, and he goes, I've always wanted to do that. He lands and fucking pulls out a blue rose. Like, again. A Pennyworth blue. A, a Pennyworth penny worth blue. One of the Flowers. rarest roses in the world. Fucking rules. His butler My butler breeds, breeds them. <laughs> I love that shit. Fucking rules. It's so fucking good. It's real funny. <laughs> And so, um, immediately, Bruce comes into conflict with her two bodyguards, uh, Jabari and Diallo, who are uh, big, meaty man meats, and they are not <laughs> fans of Bruce. Did you did you say Jabari? Yeah. Who? Oh, who? God who? 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 Who let the dogs out? Who? Is that what you're trying to tell us? What is it, boy? Timmy fell down a well. All right, somebody call. Somebody ring the bell. We gotta get the. We gotta get the place. <laughs> so Bruce and Jezebel Jet are uh, are skiing down the hill when all of a sudden they see a little helicopter, a uh, little one person helicopter watching them. Bruce yeets one of his skiing staff things i don't know i was a snowboarder ski pole <laughs> snowboarding is the better option yeah it's you're the correct better option snowboarding is better helicopter control. and um it's revealed that he was a paparazzo which is hilarious he's just like <laughs> oops my mistake you should have french fried when you should have pizza mm-hmm. <laughs> we cut to we cut to this restaurant where uh, these two very rich people are having a very rich evening and I have to say, the restaurant layout looks exactly like the restaurant from the menu. <laughs> Having watched that, oh uh, yeah, absolutely correct. Also, whoever tweeted that the chef from the menu would make an excellent Batman villain, you're goddamn oh, right. 100%. You're goddamn right. That is the best Batman movie outside of Gotham City. <laughs> right down to his origin story being a fry cook at a burger joint. Yeah, like it's it's yes. a perfect Batman villain. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, also, I, I say, The menu I rules. See, I've always wanted like 
a like Sweeney Todd kind of like a uh, villain for, for Batman like that. So I would absolutely 1000% like supports this character to be like, Hell, a Batman yeah. villain. It's Hell, so, yeah. it, that is so true. I've never heard that. That's fucking funny. <laughs> also speaking from experience, this is also the layout of Fleming Steakhouse in Pasadena. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Bruce Wayne and Jezebel Jet there? <laughs> I won't say I haven't. <gasps> Neither confirm nor deny. But you can Ooh. confirm that Bruce Wayne is a shittier tipper than he should be. Actually, a very good tipper. I was oh, surprised. I mean, I like hypothetically, that. he would be. I like that. Okay, good. Okay. Good. Um, so he and Jezebel are having this conversation. Uh, Jezebel is trying to meet him on a personal level, on, on an emotional level. Apparently, her father uh, was assassinated because of what he believed in though it's very vague uh, i'm sure yeah. we'll get more information on that later and i love the response from bruce he was like you know that was a long time i uh i got over it and just it's, it's absolutely that tonal shift it's, yeah it totally was a kevin conroy moment right there absolutely 100 <laughs> so we cut over to gotham city where we see this Elpod, baby. It's who? Elpod. Elpod. Debuting debuting the Elpods. Yeah. Because remember when iPods had those fucking ads where it was like colored background and blacked out person like dancing? Oh Jesus. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Because it was 2006, 2007. So we have an Elpod ad. It's so good. What a time capsule, man. What, what, a, a, time what a time capsule to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we are introduced to this golf person. Yeah, I, Huggy Bear. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Until he, until he said his name, I thought this was Killer Quill. I, fr- I fucking oh, crazy quill crazy quill I thought this was crazy quill for a that would be <laughs> sick if crazy quill was reimagined like a 70s style pimp that'd be like fucking I, wild that, that would be would so be good wild. right that's what that I be, kind of was that's like, a good oh, take that's a good look for the kid, uh, for like we crazy see quill. the uh we see the GCPD is as uh as wholesome and upstanding as ever as the and, New York uh, as the NYPD in uh Ultimate Spider-Man pretty much straight mm. up as the LAPD in real life. When uh, Batman shows up, great double page spread. Great double page spread. Yeah. Kick in the face. Beautiful. 100% just gorgeous. On, on fire. On another level. Oh, so good. Um, so Batman touches down and we find out that this pimp's name is Deshaun. And uh, he is trying to hunt down the supposed uh other batman and i love this one uh uh roxy who's just like hey batman you watch i'll do you a freebie and i'm like come on as <laughs> as batman's like i'm busy right now keeping the city safe from dirt bags roxy <laughs> i fucking love it's 70s what? exploitation what? batman what's up I was, I was just about to say like it's a very it's just... like adam west yeah. almost where he's like yes right now what's up that yes that a, it's that so batman, good it was a batman and bro a batman and brave well, the brave and bold yes, moment you know with, like that's i could totally hear like Dietrich baker <laughs> again Dietrich bader is the perfect voice for this run of batman <laughs> yeah yeah i he's heard that right vividly I'm busy from right dirt now. bags roxy What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> yeah. 
It's, as Deshaun's over in the corner with like his umbrella pinning him into the wall, he's like, "Yo, hostile, Batman!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> they's all saying, "You shot the Joker right in the face," and then cut some other hapless Charlie's head off, samurai style, man. Why would I be uncooperative? <laughs> Can you say I love jive Deshaun. turkey for me, Malcolm? Deshaun, Deshaun is absolutely a jive turkey motherfucker, man. He's great. <laughs> Bitch. Deshaun rules. <laughs> He's fucking, hilarious. Fucking Batman would be like, the only jive turkeys are the ones that don't try to face the fists of justice. <laughs> like, man, man, what the hell does that even mean, man? <laughs> I'm hanging over here with my Gucci cape, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> my Gucci cape. God, I just let's let's just for for the record, let's just say that Diedrich Bader is Grant Morrison's Batman. Yes. Yeah. No, it absolutely yeah. is. Yeah. I, yeah. I love I love this. I love this Gotham City. I love this Batman. It's just this is Batman. what I Gotham City to always fucking feel like, and it never yeah. does. It's you know what's cool about this? He's going up against crime shit. Crime yeah. shit. Crime <laughs> he's doing just dirty crime. crime shit, man. Yeah, yeah he's doing <laughs> When was the last crime. time Batman did that? Literally exactly. this run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what I really love is they they take the I don't love this, but they take this uh this very young uh prostitute, very young, un- uncomfortably young, uh named Ellie. And Batman is like, thought you promised me you'd get a straight job, Ellie. And he gives her this card. And he's like, I hear these people are hiring reception girls. And it's a fucking Wayne Tech card. I love that. I love that he has Wayne Tech cards in his his fucking, like, utility belt. Utility belt, belt? yeah. Should they give him away? Way to fucking out himself, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of, no, I kind of love that. Like, he, it doesn't matter. He just wants this kid off the streets. I That's love fair. that. That's Batman fair. should absolutely be a shepherd for fucking children. Again, the one thing they really get right in that 2022 film yeah. is him being a shepherd of the children. The Batman. That's the one thing they really get right. <laughs> it's that three-hour time. Something also, I, I have to keep, because we, we mentioned it last week, and I have to keep singing the praises of Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights, after you defeat Clayface, spoiler, literally has a trophy called Something in the Clay. Something in the Clay. Yep. Yep. What? Tedious. Five-star yep. game. Yep. Everyone deserves to play. Honestly, oh Gotham Knights, secret best game of last year. <laughs> I cannot agree with that. No, no, but, no. It's not actually the best game from last year, but, but it's easily in the top three. And it's better than everyone gave me credit for. Definitely top five for me, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we go into Batman trying to hunt down this uh, this other Batman who is dressed as him, but killing, uh, killing ladies of the night. Mm-hmm. And... I love the the use the use of the uh, diet or the uh, the thought boxes here. It's different. It feels yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. because it, it is. is. I don't know if it's the format of it or if it's like what makes this different from normal like boxes. It is a different format, but I also think that this is. We'll get to it a little bit in 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 a little bit uh, in the next issue, but. This is the black case book stuff. 
Yeah. Ah. This okay. is we'll, we'll, we'll talk about black casebook in a second. We'll, we'll talk about it in a second, but so Batman goes underground into this uh, subway tunnel and into this locker room where he finds uh, just bodies, drugs. It's just it's a it's a hidey hole for people. And he's talking about the smell, which I love. Mm-hmm. I love he's talking about like the the pungent stink of it that it reminds him of boardrooms and uh stock exchange because it's testosterone yeah alpha male testosterone (laughs) and then he looks up and he's like oh shit because we see the second of the two fake batmen he is this large man he is basically Y'all remember back in Year of the Villain when Bane was Batman for a month? Yeah. That's what this shit is. Yeah, except like, you know, Bane wore an appropriate shirt, bro. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) This guy, this guy, he he needs to learn what shirts do. Nips out. out. And and they little. And And genuinely, like the the testosterone locker room shit is real because i see guys wearing shirts like this at the gym every single time i go yeah yeah hennies is yeah. those actual shirts yeah the, yeah the, what the are, tank tabs is that the is that the name of it hennies yeah that's uh remember like when you're in high school and you're in pe and they have you wear like the little the little like uh smock thing yeah yeah it's called a henny oh right like the the like it's like the very like loose but very yeah. small like tank kind of thing yeah 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 that's that's called a henny right isn't it yeah but 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 that's and that's it? supposed to be worn over your clothes malcolm but it is well well here he's wearing the eyes his clothes i don't know what the kids do these days <laughs> i don't understand but yeah he's straight up just wearing like a luchador bane bat mask um and this is terrifying this is terrifying with and the think, little cape and everything, it's actually really cute. I think <laughs> yeah, he's a scary motherfucker. Is as Batman looks up at him, he's like buckling his belt, like he yep. was just in the middle of something. Yep, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. gross. It's gross. it's gross. This dude is gross and scary. Gross yeah. and scary. Two things that should not be a combination with each other. And a cop. Three so things that gross are and just scary. not great. Yeah. And so. <laughs> He swing. He gives Batman the uh, the dragon spin special from Budokai. Throws <laughs> him outside, out of the window. No, you fucking in, right, though. Into the alleyway, um, and he chases him out into the alleyway. And Batman's just like, stay conscious, stay conscious, stay conscious. And this Batbane curb stomps Bruce straight into the ground. Like his bat last. That last page of Batman just fucking face down in a puddle and the, with the, the imprint blueprints? on his back yeah. Yeah. is upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> I I swear to God, I saw this. I was like, oh, so they just broke his back again. Great. Yeah. That's, yeah. Lovely. I totally thought that too. Uh, chapter 665 continues on with this where Bruce manages to stand before collapsing again. And he's found by the prostitutes from earlier. Really, really nice. So they're like, That's okay, sweet. cool. We found him. Uh, and I love like one of them is just like, screw him. Like leave, leave him in the alleyway. But Roxy, Roxy's a real one. Roxy's Batman a real one. Up mm-hmm. In the back of Roxy's car. 
and he wants her to take him to finger and forth and love not that. In that way <laughs> love that but, and wait is 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 that a nod to bill finger that's what i wanted yes. to know. goddamn right yeah, it is yeah it's, it's it's not a euphemism jacob it is right. it's a homage to Bill I was just finger. making sure. I was just making sure that I've never heard of Finger Street. Basically, I'm sorry. Or Finger well, Avenue. In, well, in in Gotham, there's definitely a Finger Avenue. And yeah. Okay. It's l- like all comic book cities. I visit there gone. often. Malcolm, as we not they yet. have the best donut shop. Uh, as <laughs> as with all comic book cities, a lot of the streets are named after uh, famous comic book. Creators. creators so yeah. love love to see that continued on finger um, avenue has the best donut shop everybody so jesus fingers uh, donuts stop, it's the best place stop. it's the best place <laughs> what do you want from me you can't get a better donut hole than anywhere else jesus in the city Christ, let me tell you <laughs> so wait a second um, is jacob dead oh i'm sorry I was saying, uh, uh, ask for Bill. He's the owner. He he'll put you in a good like, uh, good. He'll give you the good deals. You know, he'll give you the good deals. Uh, so, (laughs) so Roxy drops Batman off at his little escape tunnel, and so he heads into what looks kind of like Wayne Tower. Yeah, it is. It's it's the penthouse. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, mm-hmm. setting up the penthouse. Mm. Setting up. Mm. There's a lot of stuff that they set up in this volume that I was shocked. Yes. At. Yes. Um, so <laughs> Bruce has a hallucination to the third ghost, the three fake Batman, alongside a particularly devilish looking Damien. Father. He's, he looks like uh he looks like a, a Clarion. Absolutely. <laughs> My the ghost is the worst of them all. Father. Looks like the boy, yeah. The boy witch. Teekle. Did, did you guys know that voice actor passed away? Oh, really? No. Yeah, I was really sad. Oh, shit. That did not really know that. Sad. That's an yeah, amazing voice performance. Great. Yeah. Great. And that same voice, but like so distinct across all the roles that they've had. Like, ugh. Oh, what a bummer. Had yeah, no idea. Super bummer. Wow. But uh, yeah, it's it's very interesting. We see three Batman, one of which uh, we will not get any kind of uh, follow up on for a little bit here. But it, he is cast in shadow, and I find that very interesting. He looks like if um, he looks like if Rachel Ghoul was Batman. You know what he I looks mean? Looks like Dark like the... Claw. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shut the yeah. Fuck up. Tell me I'm wrong. Like dark claw. God damn wrong. it. Tell me he Get doesn't look here. like Wolverine with a cape. Yeah. In, in yeah. Of course he does. Yeah. That's what it's like, like Count Wolverine. Count Wolverine. <laughs> Count Logan. One claw. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, two claw. claws. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Three Children claws. of the night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. What I, a I like mess this. they make. <laughs> I like this uh, this kind of collection of like the fake Batman he's seen so far, and Bruce wakes up. He's injured, um, but thankfully and his he's back like, is not broken. Yeah, he's he like, looks... he's he's like, oh my god, where's Bob Cratchit? I need to raise his pay grade, and I need to <laughs> I need to <laughs> exclaim to everyone that it's Christmas time. He's like, boy, what day is this? Tim's like, he's like Tim Thursday. 
<laughs> Thursday. I haven't missed it. Oh, good. <laughs> Alfred, and... take this, take this shilling and go to the markers. Get me a goose. <laughs> a shilling, sir. <laughs> Where the hell did you get this? You know who Scrooge needed? He needed an Alfred to keep him in check. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Scrooge wouldn't have been as bad if he had an Alfred. He probably see that. He probably would have uh he'd probably be dating Alfred if uh he had if he had Alfred. Uh we do see that Batman has learned from his previous experience with Bane, and apparently he has spinal braces installed in all of his bat suits. Spinal braces and shock absorbers. But even mm-hmm. so, yep. this stomp from the big old bat, or Bob as I'll refer to him from now on, Ooh, nice. <laughs> shattered that spinal brace. But the shock absorbers managed to save his back from being broken. And I love the face that Bruce is making in this and, uh, uh, just this old Kevin McAllister. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Just like, ah. And so uh, Bruce is told to rest. Uh, he's given a large dose of morphine to keep him resting. Mm. And Tim goes, it's my time to shine. It's the mid 2000s. Here we fucking go. Hell so yeah. So he runs off to go, uh, go find this, uh, to go find Bob. And Bruce brings up to Alfred the black case book. And he mentions that this was something that he had made that would, inv- it was basically all the things he says, all the things we'd seen. Sorry, I got to do the Batman voice. All the things we'd seen that didn't fit and couldn't be explained went into the black case book. And it's basically retconning all of the silver age nonsense and yeah. again i love this shit love i love that. when gmo does this not just retconning reconning if you reconning, will. reconning. reconning. reinstituting reconning. it yeah contextualizing everything that's happened because everything yep. happened because everything happened everything matters and alfred even goes like you know i just kind of assumed that a lot of that was acid and a lot of hallucinatory hallucinatory shit and Bruce is like, no, 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 no. It's, it's, this shit happened. This shit happened. And he goes, he goes to his laundry basket and he starts rubbing his shirts on his face. And he's like, and Alfred is just perplexed by this. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Bruce is like, Alfred, I'm in an Axe commercial. <laughs> I'm in an Old Spice commercial, Alfred. I have to rub on testosterone alpha male hormones he's like what's the one thing an alpha male is programmed to respect alpha male plus can i tell you (laughs) since this has come out which this is again 2007 i've thought about this page once a month (laughs) once a month at least alpha male plus I think about this all the time. I think that's so good of him rubbing his business shirt on himself. He's like, yeah, I wore this when I tore out those investors in the boardroom the other day. Like, <laughs> like, like, I, need the I need yeah. the confidence. I need the boost. I love what you said, which is just, it sounds, it sounds like the commercial is like alpha male plus wear it or it wears you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Bruce one hundred percent has a commercial deal with Alpha Male Plus. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we cut back to Bob, who has claimed another victim. Unfortunately, yeah, um, it's yikes. sad. She, big yikes! She, he bodies that poor woman like oh man and he's like yeah. i'm gonna go out to get more and he goes outside and immediately tim is just like oh hey and throws a fucking <laughs> motorcycle straight into him love that shit <laughs> i also loved when he was like leaving uh i also love that when he's leaving he's this big hulking man that can like bust through like like the the, the like walls and stuff he still puts in this little itty bitty key i love like, his giant thumb on the fucking key it's so good it's so funny he's, i love the little like he's trying struggling trying to not break this key <laughs> and it takes him like six tries to get the key exactly. into the actual lock oh you you know yeah. that he dropped that key like twice and yeah. it was trying to take his finger yeah, he he had to like scoot it towards the door and kind of stand it up with like his with his fingernail yes, so no that he was able to pick it up. Like, <laughs> but yeah, he goes outside and is immediately uh, hit and run by Tim on his motorcycle, little hoodlum, little teenage hoodlum. Uh, Tim then grabs two trash can lids and does the Looney Tunes symbol thing on his head. Tim Drake. <laughs> Best Robin. Fucking awesome. Robin. This whole sequence is so well planned this out. Is like, this, this is like so sick. This okay. is an animated series sequence. Yes. This is this is storyboards. This yeah. I love this shit. And Tim This throws... is definitely this is definitely the animated Tim, uh, Tim Drake that I can hear like uh, 100% in in mm -hmm. this this scenario. Matt yeah. Valencia. So good. Yes. Thank you. Uh Tim throws one of the garbage can lids and fucking Bob catches it so delicately. He's got the pinky up and everything. Catches it in between <laughs> his fingers and then crunches it with his whole hand. And he goes, stupid kid. <laughs> stupid kid. Uh, I 100... It's funny that you're calling him Bob. Because I 100% saw this as Jai Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you're watching Kaleidoscope on the Netflix, he plays Bob. So that's really that's funny. Uh, Jai awesome. Courtney forever in my heart. Jai Courtney fucking For sucks. <laughs> forever in my heart. Captain Boomerang forever. He he's he's such a dirtbag. <laughs> Jai Courtney is incredible. Uh so Amazing. Tim uh proceeds to fight with Bob. And it looks like he's about to uh break Tim's back. He he grabs him by the ankle and just lifts him up. Like he is going to just Flatten this kid. When oh, he he Grobins him. He, correct. <laughs> he gives he gives him the Josh Groban special. Correct. Nice. He get he gives him the Ezra Miller special where he's gonna. Just <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> he's gonna choke <laughs> slam him in the middle of the street. Oh, God, <laughs> choke slam in the middle of the street. Uh, just then, though. We the reverse flash is a menace. <laughs> <laughs> a menace. Just then we are reminded that they are in the middle of the street because the the second of two vehicular attacks happens. Hell yeah. Batman drives the Batmobile straight into Bob and jettisons himself in the ejecto chair with uh, Tim in tow. And his ejecto chair has missiles. <laughs> no, he 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 has it in his hand. It's a little gun in his hand. Uh, 
Oh, I, I yeah, he's, he's got the little gun in his hand. Yeah. In his left hand, and then he shoots it down. Mm. So Bruce shoots his little missiles right into Bob's uh, Bob's thighs and activates the Batmobile defense system, which shocks Bob. And so uh, the two of them land. Uh, he tells Tim to go and take care of the uh, the ladies and he's like the big one's mine and he just surfs bob down into a uh into a construction site i love this this is the fight from dark knight returns but better because it's not in dark knight returns (laughs) (laughs) oh man and so uh the two of them continue to fight batman kicks the shit out of bob this time around but then they're confronted by the cops and um cops are protecting their own yeah <sighs> yeah which leads to one of the greatest batman moments of all time where he says you're covering for a rapist a murderer and something more but you know that don't you cop or no cop you're on my list and clicks the button and explodes the Batmobile fucking rules. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so freaking cool. And so uh, we cut back to uh, GCPD headquarters where we see another couple of blimps. <laughs> Golden Age of Gotham. Blimp City. Uh, where he basically is like, look, there have been two maniac cops dressed in my colors and there's another one out there somewhere. I can feel it. And he's like, this isn't, he basically says, this isn't over. There are going to be more. Uh, and it, we find out that the other cops have uh, taken this, have taken Bob. And he has disappeared. We don't know what is in store for that. Elsewhere, we cut to wherever the uh, League of Assassins are hiding. And uh, Talia and Damien are there. And Damien is alive. Much to the excitement of Jacob Brown. And we see that uh <laughs> and we see that Talia has a bunch of organ donors lined up for Damien. Which is I guess sweet in a way. Where Talia has all these backups in case Damien gets injured. But also, it's bad. Mm. It's just bad. Yeah. Not great. Yeah, she's into some real eugenics kind of shit. Yeah, it's not great. It's, it's not, not great. cool. It's optics negative. on that? Not Opti- great. Optics are not great on that. Not great. <laughs> um, and so she she gets a report from uh one of her spies who's just like, uh, Bruce has been seen with Jezebel Jett, the supermodel. And you see that Talia is furious. <laughs> Because she recognizes that Jezebel is a problem. <laughs> but not in that way. Yeah, I think canonically, yeah, in that way. <laughs> we cut to Venice where uh, Bruce and Jezebel are having another little uh, get-together. With all of the paparazzi on the uh, on the gondolas. Yeah, it's pretty good. And the two of them are, they have this tender moment, they kiss, and we see that someone else is also watching them. We don't know who just yet, but we do see that they are notably wearing black gloves. 
chapter 666, final chapter of this volume, uh, is not immediately following up the story. We are in a church, lots of blood, uh, as a Batman wanders in, but not the Batman that we know. This is the Batman of the future, not that one, where we <laughs> find out that this Batman is Damian Wayne. Oh, like, and, it, and we this get this cool. It's so this cool, right? Cool. I, I love this costume. Cool. I love this costume. That's why I was like, "Is this Gotham by Gaslight?" I don't know what's happening. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's him doing the Sherlock, man. Yeah. yeah, it's so cool. And we get this double page spread where they go through this. I want to do this like sensationalized read of this. When the world's greatest crime fighter and the daughter of the ultimate criminal mastermind got together, there could only be one result. The ultimate child. Genetically perfected and grown in an artificial womb, Damien was engineered to kill and replace his famous father. Trained from birth by the masters of the League of Assassins to be the warrior king of a new dark age. Instead, he rebelled. Now, driven by guilt and haunted by his legacy, Damien Wayne walks a lonely path between good and evil as Batman. Thank you, Tom Kane. <laughs> yes yes thank you that is a <laughs> hell of a compliment i'll take that but yeah we find out that at a certain at some point uh batman was killed damien swore vengeance and he became the batman and so we are in this haunted future where Damien is fighting what I did not realize at the time until it was revealed. Yes. Is a Dolatron. A Dolatron. Yes. This shit, yeah. man. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, so Batman straight up kills this Dolatron. Fucking then... slices her leg, bro. Yeah. Like He's savage. Punches her in the back of the head so hard she basically explodes. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is horrendous. Um, Batman is then confronted by the cops, including Commissioner Barbara Gordon, who mm. looks mysteriously like Commissioner uh, Ellen Yindel. Uh, yeah. From, from uh, Dark Knight Returns. Oh, my yeah. God. But it's a look, bro. It's a Barbara look. looking. Barbara looking bad, bro. <laughs> short got all those earrings. Oh, the shit. power that earrings and short hair has on Malcolm. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm such a mark, bro. <laughs> so, I'm such a mark. Batman escapes. I, I love this shit. He's like, "Welcome to Bethlehem, where the forces of darkness meet the forces." of light and he's got like a flashbang where he escapes in his little i it looks like a little bat go-kart yeah yeah and, and this is the coolest idea for a batmobile so it's, cool. so funny. it's so utilitarian where it's just big enough for him yes yeah, just driving away it's so sick like you can hear the batman thing it's like and so we see that Batman was rescuing this little girl from this Dolatron, and we find out that this Dolatron belongs to one Professor, Professor Pig. Pig. Hey, <laughs> I got that reference. I, I got that. I knew that. And so we find out that uh, we don't really have to worry about Professor Pig because they go into the nearby church and Professor Pig has been crucified. He found religion. 
I fucking love that. <laughs> fucking love that. He has been crucified on the altar, killed, and he is not the only one. As Batman returns to his high rise in the heart of Gotham City, he meets with Alfred, his cat. It's I adorable. love that he has a cat named Alfred. It's adorable. Yeah. Uh, he goes through his uh, his penthouse bat cave. I love how he has all of his costumes and action poses. Yeah. It's kind it's, of fun. It's kind of fun. <laughs> I also love that like the Joker costume is right next to that. And it's right just across. a smile. Yeah, yeah. Right and it's got the smile above it, almost yeah. like he ripped off the Joker's smile. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking he like ripped off his lips and put it on. There. Sick, dude. One hundred percent something Damien would do. That little sociopath. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, love that this is this is Jason Statham as Batman. Yes, one hundred thousand percent. He has the accent. He's a short king. Like it's Jason yeah. Statham. One hundred percent. These are strange times to be alive, Alfred. Like, oh, the devil so in blazing June, <laughs> the demon, demon star, demon zenith, zenith. <laughs> and nothing but nothing good news, on, news TV. on TV. Just oh, so good. Um, but we see that Damien is also dealing with replacement Batman, which is very interesting. Uh, it is alluded to that four other crime bosses alongside, uh. <laughs> alongside Professor Pick have been killed. Phosphorus Rex, Candyman, Loveless. Um, it's uh, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. And mm-hmm. the placement of all five of these, uh, all five of these crime bosses' deaths form a pentagram. Call it the Satan signal. Satan <laughs> I fucking signal. love it. Is this your rules? <laughs> and also... Can we talk about the news stuff that's happening? Uh, oh, yeah, very... how completely uncomfortable it is. It's yeah. very uncomfortable. So they talk. Gmo about... nailed it. Yeah. So Gmo apparently also this this Batman is just Gmo. Yeah, I was just. Gonna I mean, say it's, it. it's literally just it's Gmo. Just, it's yeah. Gmo. The bald yeah. head, the angular face, yeah. the the accent. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And so we we see. I'm just going to roll through these. Temperatures rose to a record-breaking 123 degrees for the eighth day. Sounds like Tucson. <clears throat> yep. Uh-huh. Uh, it says quarantine restrictions remain, but British air authorities believe flights to and from Heathrow will resume within the next month. Quarantines. Yeah. Um, cleanup continues after the dirty bomb detonated by anti-Islamic terrorists in Mecca. That shit happened. That, mm-hmm. that happened. This it did. It says epidemic, which claim more than 18 million lives will soon be under control, says Chinese health authorities. Like, what the fuck? I mean, like, what that, the fuck? Again, like, what the fuck? this is that 2007. So yeah. Hotter than hell. And Gmo had Gotham, such a fucking pulse on it. As diplomats gather for tonight's climate change summit reception. Like, this shit is scary. How accurate this was. It's yeah. also upsetting that, tw- that, that, like, you know, like, Almost twenty years or fifteen years later, that these are the same issues we still are facing. We and we have like, done nothing to fix this. Yes, we've done yes, nothing to fix this, and we've let this happen. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. And so, something tells me the last administration should have been allowed to read this issue and maybe understood what was coming. <laughs> no, they, they would have just read this and be like, "Ah, oh, this is woke propaganda garbage." <laughs> Also, why are you reading a comic book? That's that's for another thing. <laughs> <laughs> for kids. Why are you reading a comic book? That's this so shit weird. for kids. Yeah. 
Uh, so we see that the other uh, replacement Batman is holding everybody, uh, holding this group by uh, gro- holding this group hostage uh, by gunpoint or flamethrower point, and he's got several uh, several colorful henchmen. All right, I, let's I, just admit it. Jack and Apes rules. I was going to say, Jack and Apes <laughs> is literally the only one I recognized. Yeah. Jack and Apes is Jack awesome. And Apes. Jack and uh, Apes is sir. fantastic. Love to see Jack and Apes. Uh, but this Batman <laughs> is uh, terrifying. He's scary looking. Yeah. And so uh, Damien crashes through. We see Zap him, Nikolai. Batman! 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 It's. Seems like Damien is weaponizing Scarecrow Fear Toxin into <laughs> his pellets, in his little bat pellets. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Uh, we find him fighting the Weasel, yes. Max Roboto, Jack and Apes, and someone named Flamingo. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting that. Interesting. So Batman confronts this replacement Batman who it, who tries to torch him, and uh, the two the two engage in fisticuffs. And Damien does the says the coolest fucking thing, where he says, "You also know." Oh wait, I got to do the statement voice. I spent my first three years as Batman making the job easy for myself, turning the city itself into a weapon. The victory is in the preparation. So I booby-trapped every single prominent building in Gotham, including this one. And then just an explosion goes off, sending the replacement Batman backwards. So fucking cool. Can I be honest? That's kind of a really good idea. Yeah. So fucking cool. It's it's exactly the kind of shit Damien would do. Batman yeah, would it's... never do it because of the threat of collateral damage. But, but Damien wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. I do love this scene, too. This, this is my favorite page. Holy shit. This through rules. the window into a pool outside. And you see him just fucking rise out of the middle of the pool and walk on water. Holy it's shit. so awesome. It's reminding me of like uh, Watchmen, actually. Just uh, this Ugh. just this moment here, you know. Fucking terrifying. He, he says, uh, the Batman failed to kill me when he had his chance, which I think is interesting. If he had, perhaps things might have been different for all of us. But Destiny had plans for me. I, I prayed and I prayed until he came. The old man. The dragon. He came with wings of black skin like a bat and anointed me his messiah. So this is the Antichrist, essentially. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we do need to talk about what Damien says, the panel above that. Yes. Uh, he mentions, he says... I knew it'd never be as good as my dad or Dick Grayson, but I promised I wouldn't leave Gotham without a Batman, so I specialized in cheating. Yeah. Fucking he wouldn't be it. as good as his bat, his dad or Dick Grayson. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> calling that shot right there. Uh, yeah, they tell so you good. that Dick is going to be Batman. It's so good! <laughs> like, right there! <laughs> I love it so much. And so uh, Damien engages with the, with the Antichrist, essentially. And the Antichrist is surprised that he bleeds. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I also met the devil when I was 14. Gotham survival, I made a deal. Gotham survival in return for my soul. So we find out that Damien sold his soul to the devil 
to yeah. be Gotham's eternal protector. Damien's a big Demi Lovato fan. His favorite song is Dancing with the Devil. <laughs> like, <laughs> for sure. For sure. That's the uh, theme follow, of follow this Follow closely issue. behind Sorry Not Sorry. Ooh, um, I mean, understandably. It's a banger. Understandably. What was I going to say? He's also running with the devil. Hell yeah. Uh, so he he grabs this fucking Antichrist Batman and he goes, tell your big bad daddy to bring it on anytime. If he wants what I owe him, Batman's waiting. And he fucking snaps the Antichrist neck. And when his neck snaps, there's like a fucking explosion of hellfire. It's sick. <laughs> yeah. And it's then he so sick. I promised my father I wouldn't kill. And it, you could see the regret on his face. And then he is as he down. fucking yeets out the 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 uh Antichrist the Batman, the Antichrist Batman fucking yeets him out of a window. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, looks like on I let him fire. down again. <laughs> my bad. Oopsie. <laughs> what a, what I, ain't I a stinker? Like, what are you gonna do? With me? <laughs> like, <laughs> And so Batman is then fired upon as we get this harrowing panel of the Antichrist bat's uh, body just impaled. Getting piked, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we see that the police are there. Damien stands up after being just riddled with bullets. He cannot die. He has exchanged his soul to the devil to be the eternal protector of Gotham. And uh, Barbara says, what are you? He says, the best friend you've got. The apocalypse is canceled until I say so. Rules. Hard as fuck. Wow. Hard, Hard as fuck. Uh, so that does it for this volume. Uh, gentlemen, uh, final thoughts. And what was your favorite part? I'll go to Malcolm first. Uh, I mean, six 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 five six six four stellar issues. Six six three is really interesting now that I've actually read it. Um, just because it it gives a little bit of an interesting context, it is absolutely okay to skip that issue. Uh, but it's interesting. Um, yeah, this volume's fun, man. It's it's just Batman doing cool crime shit for two issues, which is awesome. Uh, favorite part, um, shit, Jezebel. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm a simp. I don't give a fuck, bro. That's totally fair. I'm old enough to admit it. I don't care. All right, Jacob. Uh, I, this was great. The, um, the latter half of this volume is very fantastic. The, the first issue, you know, six. 63 um it's too much in terms of being like a little bit of a section from a novel and um the artwork is reminds me of like beta testing for uh, arkham asylum game so uh i i thought it was okay but i i could i try i kept trying to reread it and i never i couldn't get past the first chapter and um mm. but uh the rest of this was fantastic in the sense that it feels very much like a silver age spy, uh, uh, Batman trying to be uh, a modern age Batman. That's what it, that's what this entire like interest volume is feeling like to me. I really specifically loved the, my favorite part is honestly the, the lead up to the, to Bob, uh, uh, the him talking to the, the hookers <laughs> and everything like that and the pimps and stuff and the cops. 
that that dialogue between them is just is so silver agey that it's just like it, you could tweak it enough for it to pass pass for that. It's stuff like a Neil Adams Batman. It's it's definitely yeah, that. it does. It's definitely that feel. <laughs> um, that's kind of why I love this because um, uh, I love me some blue cow Batman running around in the in the streets of Gotham. Um, it was very interesting this latter part. I was really proud of the fact that I uh, I kind of got what was going to happen, like the mention of Professor Pig and yeah. like and like the 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 Dolodrones, you know. And uh, it was kind of little things here and there that I was uh, that that I'm glad that I went with you guys. That it was like, oh, it's already it's already pre like pre like set in terms of what's going to happen later on like you know mentioning dick being coming batman and like all this stuff it's really kind of cool to like not recognize that and so yeah i'm definitely excited for more yeah so i'm same here with you guys like this was uh most of this most of this read was very very good i i enjoyed the i mean the, like you said the, all the stuff with bob um the jezebel continuing to be a problem i see this being a a recurring theme but uh oh it's only gonna get worse oh lord uh 663 is a it's it's something it sure is it sure is something um but as malcolm said earlier it is important for what we get to see from the joker later on i assume and uh yeah it's it's if nothing else, this did a good job of kind of setting the table for what we're, I'm assuming, going to be running into going forward from here. Uh, now, that wraps up this, uh, I, and I guess my favorite part would be, my favorite part, uh, ah, that's tough. I Honestly, the entire, like, uh, the entire issue 666 of it just being like this harrowing tale and especially if you're reading right now the batman versus robin shit um it's very interesting the talks of the devil and all of the uh the damien of it all but yeah that wraps up this week but before we get into stuff next week uh malcolm we've got some emails so what time is it it's time for the uh emails the emails the emails. <laughs> if you, it is now time for the Geeksplain Book Club mailbag. If you want to be part of it, <laughs> send your emails to geeksplain at gmail.com. Put Bat Club in the subject header, and we will read it here on the Friday show. Our first email comes from good brother Jacob Goodhart. Hey, what's up, brother? Jacob. And so what? he writes. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> um, he writes, Dear Geeksplain Podcast, well, I made the mistake of listening with earbuds last week when Malcolm gave us the sound effects for the man bat ninja screeching. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow I'm not deaf, so I listened to the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, good heart. Oh, good. If there's one thing I can say about Grant Morrison's writing, they truly they try truly experimental forms of comics. I can't believe I didn't bring up how good the pop art being used in the last episode because it was my favorite thing about that issue. I was first introduced to Andy Kubert's art when he teamed up with Chip Zdarsky on the Spectacular Spider-Man book, and his style has always stuck out to me. Though my favorite book of his to this day has to be Superman Up in the Sky, one of my all-time favorite Superman stories. 
Uh, though I do get what you guys were saying about how his Batman has looked like Frank Miller's version since he did TDK3, The Master Race, which aside from having a really problematic title, was actually not even was actually not even the best Dark Knight book that came out around that time. And even even weirder, it was written by Frank Miller and was actually kind of good. I will take your word for it because I did not read Dark Knight 3 because I did not want to read Dark Knight 3. I read like two issues and I was really not into it. Um, <laughs> I like one idea from it, though. That's all. Okay. I'll say. Okay. All right. Uh, it starts off with Carrie Kelly being Batman. And I think that's oh, cool. Oh, that's dope as hell. Like, it, yeah, like that's cool as shit. Yeah. And surprisingly, really progressive for Frank Miller. <laughs> Surprising for Frank Miller. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he writes, for my question this week, this is something I've wondered for a long time. I remember when I was watching one of the comic book YouTube channels I watched, and they mentioned the Bat Bible. It was a document created by Denny O'Neill when he was editor of the Batman comics. The document basically is a guidebook on who Batman is as a character and what he can and cannot do. I didn't even know if it was real or not, but after doing some digging, I found out that one of the assistant editors posted a copy on a blog that was the most up-to-date version of it. I included a link to it if you're interested, and he included that in the email. Uh, but I think the two, first two passages really lay out Batman's character very succinctly. Uh, it reads, first, let us agree that Wayne slash Batman is not insane. There's a difference between obsession and insanity. Obsessed the man surely is, but he is in the fullest possession of his mental and moral faculties. Everything with the exception of his friend's welfare is bent to the task he knows he can never accomplish, the, um, the elimination of crime. It is this task which imposes meaning on an existence he would otherwise find intolerable. He is tough, but not brutal. He uses violence willingly and often, but never to excess and never with pleasure. He does not enjoy it, and he never kills let's repeat that for the folks in the balcony batman never kills the trauma You're which goddamn created... right <laughs> the trauma which created his obsession also generated in him a reverence for that most basic of values the sacredness of human life if he was not consumed with the elimination of crime he would not be the batman and if he did not consider human life inviolable he would not be the batman either i feel like having a guideline like this for all major characters might help craft good stories but what do you think do you think there should be a character do you think there should be character bibles for superheroes or do you think that having something like this might limit creators personally i think character bibles like this might help focus stories having a character outline i think can help writers decide what type of stories fit the characters but then again all i write is fan fiction so what do i know can't wait for the next episode jacob goodhart um i think the character bible is a really good thing but you have to in my personal opinion uh, they come into they come in handy much more when there are multiple writers on something because it's a it's kind of a uh, a guiding light when you have one person who has like if Grant Morrison is doing their run I don't think it's necessarily necessary unless like other writers step in to do stuff or there's like a second or a third book going on like if we have like the four superman books or three spider-man books having a character bible that they can all kind of stick to is good i think there is an argument to be made about it limiting the kind of stories that you can tell but again that depends on the writer and the creative team behind it so what do you guys think about this uh, I agree. Same, same thing. Yeah. If you know, there, there's no need for a Robert Kirkman to have a Bible for, you know, just invincible, but right. if you have invincible and you have guarding the globe and you have, you know, a bunch of spinoff stuff that's not all controlled by him, then yeah, it makes sense to have mm -hmm. uh, a guiding force, a guiding, uh, guidebook. Yeah. Makes sense. Jacob. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. 
because uh, um, it, it should be just a guide. It, a, a lot of a lot of times in the writing rooms for like TV shows and stuff like that, they have their own little like Bible and guide for all the yeah. characters in the show to to which they are what they are like and what they do and what they're capable of. And like uh, uh, very much a um, example of this is Shit's Creek and how in the fact that um, every character has a specific niche that they do like uh, specifically Roland uh, in the fact that he's never helpful and never uh, um, uh, he, he never, he, he's very selfish and very, and, and like it's all inner in him and that every time he says something, his, his character development never grows past that. And the fact that like, you know uh, 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 you know, like his own self-interest, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like that with the um uh with these kind of guidebooks that 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 writers have it's good to experiment and go further than past that but it, it is um it is uh necessary for you to have like something to to keep the writers in check of like what are these characters who are these characters yeah absolutely uh so uh, thank you thank jacob you. for uh for writing in right there's that, there's that echo again. Is it still <laughs> happening? I literally moved rooms just in case. God saw, damn it. I saw, I was like, what is he doing? God damn it. <laughs> We're going know. on an adventure. It's like a headset thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's just my headphones. Fuck, maybe I just need to get like new headphones or something. That's possible. I don't know. Either way, either way. All right. All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Jake for Jacob for writing in. Appreciate that. Always. It's always good when I get a, when I get an email and I was like, he's consistent. He knows what he's doing. Appreciate you. Uh, next up we have, uh, Joey Amarim who writes in, uh, Hey Joey, how you doing? Uh, he, he writes, hello, Eric, Jacob, and Malcolm. I hope this reaches all of you. Well, I wanted to ask you guys, if you've read Steve Englehart's Batman story, night of the stalker from detective comics, number 439. It is my favorite single, personal favorite single issue of Batman. It tells the story of Batman witnessing a couple be killed by a gang of thugs in front of their only son. And this causes Batman to relive his own parents' tragic murder. The rest of the issue is fairly standard Batman stopping bad guys fair, but what makes the issue unique is that Batman doesn't say a single word while he's bringing these thugs to justice. The way the story is told is so powerful, and no other issue of Batman has quite resonated with me the way that issue did. If you've read it, what are your thoughts on the story? I'd love to know. And a fun fact, Darwin Cook adapted the issue into one of his solo stories for DC. Thank you, thank you guys as always, and you, Eric, specifically for always being entertaining and providing one comic nerd with his favorite podcast Ooh. in the multiverse. Excelsior, very respectfully, respectfully, Joey Amarim. Thank you, Joey. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Joey. I don't I think I have read that. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, oh. no, that doesn't ring a bell. But we're gonna have to read that because that sounds awesome. And I'm yeah, it sounds awesome. Fan of silent issues too. Yeah, yeah. like those yeah. are always really, really cool. Kind of yeah. reminded me of. Uh, I was I was trying to think of like silent episodes like that where like uh, you don't talk. And the closest thing I thought of was like in, in BoJack Horseman, the underwater episode where he's chasing mm. after this kid and like he can't talk. Uh, great all underwater episode. It's a great episode. Great episode. Not watch that show. I, oh. I need to I need to watch it at some point when I'm in the mood hey, of being sad. I was gonna say, yeah. hey, Eric, do it when you're in like a pretty good place. If you're <laughs> depressed, re watch that show because that was no. the show. That no. got me into it. <laughs> no, no. Just, <laughs> if just you're depressed, do not watch that show. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. All right. But so if you're depressed, just that. try it. Just see. Uh, just see yeah. how far into a hole that you go into. Interesting. 
um the the one that stuck out to me when it comes to silent issues is uh the requiem issue after spoiler something happens to damien and um mm. that's a great issue great issue by tomasi and gleason um incredible stuff but yeah we're, uh, my we're favorite have to check that out. silent issue is fantastic four 588 okay uh which is in hickman's run it's after Hickman loves uh, his fucking silent issues. Yeah, it's it's half of it is a silent issue, and then the other half is uh, Spider Man and Franklin hanging out. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 a perfect it's a perfect silent issue. Uh, anytime I think of a silent issue, there's one sequence with the thing in that mm-hmm. issue that I always think yeah. of. Uh, it's it's perfect, perfect. I, I think now that I'm thinking about it, you brought it up. Um, I think my favorite silent issue comes from Morrison. It's Morrison's new X-Men. Fuck. Like, I mean, oh, that is an amazing silent issue. And then nice. Gene go into Xavier's head. It's incredible that that comes Ooh. from them having the Nuff Said initiative where every yes. book did a silent issue that month. And so that nice. one is the only one that feels like it's natural. Oh. <laughs> like all the other ones from all the other books don't feel right. But that one oh. feels natural and like it was supposed to be. So good. So good. Um, so I'm going to say we are all going to read that issue, Joey, and we will get back to you next week about it. Uh, next up, next email comes from one Doug Smith, who is uh, better known on YouTube for his channel for every kind of geek. Doug! Oh, hey! Doug is wonderful. Check out his channel. It is incredible. Um, Good stuff. He just dropped a Fantastic Four uh, episode from the yes uh, he did run, which is incredible <laughs> and it's tremendous yes, go watch it it's wonderful um so he <laughs> writes hey book club crew hope you're enjoying this first step into the weirder parts of morrison's time on batman issue 666 Ugh. seared itself into my brain back when i first read it and it hasn't left since i'm interested to hear what you all think this means for damien's larger arc as a character a lot of morrison's run is built around whether damien's a product of nature or nurture with bruce and later others trying to reach his inner hero do you think this new brutal take on batman is a sign that he's working to be better or is this a dark omen of things to come has morrison shown us that damien can be better or have they brought his character Character, sorry full circle <laughs> love tuning in every week keep up the great work and happy casting for every kind of ghoul he he signs off for every kind of al ghoul yeah, uh, <laughs> again doug incredible peak, peak content um, oh boy honestly i think this is kind of for me this is worst case scenario this is the the end of the road where everything has gone wrong to get us to this point in Batman 666. And I am, I don't know, it's, I think that this is Damien kind of making the best out of the worst case scenario, but I think there are more heroic avenues for him that can be explored. Uh, but that's my take. What do you guys think? I, I agree with that. You know, um, uh, I'm not much of it. I'm not really a Damien fan at all, but uh, the, what? Uh, in the worst case no scenario, I know, right? Surprising <laughs> that the worst case scenario is definitely that is that him taking the mantle uh, and w- positioned in, in, in a way that like everything that went wrong, went wrong. And now he's in this position. 
and it, it makes sense. I kind of I kind of liked it because it's 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 a dystopian way of looking at Batman. Absolutely. Um, uh, in like Bruce's worst fear is this. Like that's yeah. what I kind of kind of like feel is like this is this is ultimately what when when he died he just he was he did everything he could to prevent what happened happened uh and uh he would be very upset so i'm just thinking like yeah like i would like to see like this this other side where everything went wrong for him but damien has to put up with it now yeah malcolm who is the third batman I mean, it might be Damien. Who knows? Yeah, might be Damien. yeah, yeah. It might be Damien. I mean, he doesn't have Damien. the Wolverine mask, so it can't yeah. really be Damien. But but it might be Damien. Maybe Damien, Damien gets the Wolverine mask. Who knows? Exactly. You know, it is Wolverine. <laughs> Damien. Yeah. Ching. ching. <laughs> so uh, interesting stuff, and we're gonna have to keep our eyes out for Damien as the run goes on. Our next email comes from good brother Adam Stringfellow. Hey, Stringfellow. Always Adam. good to hear. Uh, he writes, hey there, Gotham Knights slash Enforcers. Love it. <laughs> hope the three of y'all are off to a good start this week, and I hope all three of you had an awesome Valentine's Day as well. I spent mine at work, but also sent my love Michael some flowers and pizza at his place for Valentine's Day. That's cute. Yay. That's cute. I also love that Valentine's you. Day. Uh, yeah. So. Valentine's Day was my first day off in like a week. I did not work, but I slept for most of it. (laughs) it. it. Uh, How was your Valentine's Day, Jacob? uh, I spent it working all day, but the day before, I we me and my boyfriend had spent our Valentine's Day by getting each other a gift, and that was a snake, brand new snake. So menagerie grows. A snake, baby. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> he was getting tired and jealous of the fact that I was bonding with his little snake, which was <laughs> a brand new ball python that we had for six months now. And he's been chicken shit for trying to like try to bond with it. And I'm like, well, give it to me. I'll bond with it. And and sure enough, he got jealous. I'm like, I'm getting tired of you. Like he, he always goes to you. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I've been <laughs> handling him for those six months. What he do you want me to do? You. And he's like, we're going to go get that other snake that really liked you. And I was like, what other snake? <laughs> and it was like that, that long writ, that two-year-old wrong red tail boa. And he's like, yeah, that's going to be yours. And I'm like, okay. It basically was like two parents going like, I'm so tired of you hanging out with the new baby. I'm going to go adopt a teenager. How about that? <laughs> so <laughs> we bitterly and very lovingly have a new um addition to our family nice and, uh, Yay. yeah we we spent the day just like admiring him well congrats Yay. Mazel. yeah his name's uh, frederick frederick good name frederick the snake frederick uh, shout out to frederick the snake thank uh, you hey <laughs> adam writes quick mental health check though how are y'all doing this week uh jacob mental health check uh i'm working all week with no break so um i'm just surviving malcolm Mental health check. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm a little tired, but I'm all right. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Things are good on the horizon. Nice. Uh, I am. Uh, I am also very tired. I've been working all this week. It's my first day off. Uh, oh, so uh, it's 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 a lot, but we are we are getting through it. Um, Valentine's Day is mine and my partner's, my fiance's uh, anniversary. Yay! Uh, 
so we celebrated nine years and um we actually dropped a little anniversary episode uh this week i can't wait to hear that i saw that pop on my feed yesterday i was like oh shit i was like on the podcast so i told her we could talk about whatever you want she was like let's talk about wednesday because we just finished watching that recently so so yeah and go listen to the podcast um did you talk about how tyler's a 40 year old man I mean, he does. He does. He does look like a forty-year-old man. He looks like a fucking forty-year-old man. <laughs> anyway, and then that other kid is uh, super racist, apparently. So, like, oh, wow. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, yeah. The kid from The Gifted. Yeah, apparently he's super problematic. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, but Adam writes, I'm doing all right. Coming to grips, I'll be turning 29 this upcoming Sunday. Huzzah! Hey, happy birthday, buddy. Happy, happy birthday. birthday, dude. It's your last happy day birthday. is at 20. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Uh, uh, I, I actually, actually share a birthday, birthday canonically with Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Uh, make hey. that what you oh. uh, He writes, for this week in favor of Black History Month, I wanted to discuss this yeah, yeah. yeah, I want to discuss with y'all about Jace Fox and how we very much need for him to be in more shit. I thought up of two scenarios that would be interesting to see with him, and I want to see y'all's opinion on these scenarios. Scenario one, have Jace join the Justice League. I think it would be interesting to have Jace become the Batman of the Justice League, say, for instance, Bruce is out of commission, or he needs to take a leave of absence. I think it would be interesting to see how Jace, who up to this point has been primarily a street-level Batman, interact not only with Justice League-level threats, but interact with the League as well. There's so many scenarios that could come about with this. Diana could see a respect and appreciation in Jace. Clark could get a kick out of working with a younger Batman with a chip on his shoulder, much how like Bruce was with him when they were younger. And maybe Jon Stewart could even step in as a low-key mentor for Jace, being a <laughs> of color on the league. Yeah. I'd even go as far as Nightwing being the one to personally endorse Jace to be the league's new Batman. And because I'm petty as fuck, I'd love to see Jace put someone like Guy Gardner, Damian Wayne, and most importantly, Hawkman in their place and absolutely call out their shit in front of everyone. Uh, the Stringfellow Agenda against hawkman continues strong and we love to see it we love love to see it it. (laughs) uh scenario two some 30 years from now in the future you have terry mcginnis operate as batman still but instead of being trained by bruce wayne he's trained by an older and grizzled jace fox maybe somewhere in his early to mid 50s you can have it so that bruce wayne disappeared somehow the bat family are all scattered around and doing their own thing leaving jason terry as the only true successors to bruce's legacy and have both men who are both minorities try to live up to the legend of batman while both forging their own path as the dark knights that gotham still needs love that love that shit it smells love like that. a it smells like a cw show that's what this smells in the like best way yeah a good one like a good one yeah uh, scenario three. Lastly, like I mentioned some time ago with wanting the Court of Owls and Owlman to be the primary villains for Jace, I'd also like to see Azrael be an antagonist of Jace as well, specifically Michael Lane's version of Azrael. Since both are black men, but Michael being a cop and having worked within the system, and Jace being very much outside the system and being very much anti-cop. Uh-huh. I think both would have very strong opinions on one another that could lead to an interesting conflict of fighting as well as debates. That's also super cool. Yeah, that makes yeah. Azrael like the U.S. agent to Jace yeah. Fox's yeah. Sam Wilson, and I that is a good choice. A good idea. That is yeah. a very good choice. Yeah, 
Anyway, those are my scenarios for what DC should do with Jace. Jace is a super cool and interesting character to take on the Batman mantle. I'm just afraid DC will throw him into the side somewhere down the line to make more room for Bruce once again, and we'll just regulate Jace as the one black guy that used to be Batman. Here's hoping they won't. Would you love to hear y'all's opinions on these scenarios, and I'll talk to y'all soon. All the best, much more, Adam. Yeah, we love those. Great shit. But because, of course, this is a Stringfellow joint, he does leave a PS where he writes, I believe that Diana is the one true love for Bruce. And both Selena and Talia are super toxic for him and will never last for him. That and Vicky Vale is the dollar store version of Lois Lane. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Hang oh, on a second. Take alert. Whoa. Hot take alert. Oh wow! So first of all, let's address this. Uh, the JLU set up the Diana and Bruce romance. That is really all I need to see out of that. I love that romance, but I am tied between that being the best and uh, Bruce and Zatanna. Bruce and Zatanna for mm-hmm. sure. Bruce and Zatanna work so well together. Like that's um, that's that might be my OTP. It, uh, it's hard. It's difficult because I really, uh, maybe it's just because I'm I'm maybe I'm toxic, but I really like Vicky Vale as a character. Maybe yeah, I, have I love Vicky Vale. Uh, yeah, same. I just want better for Vicky Vale. That's the agreed. thing. Agreed. Agreed. She's getting <laughs> Vicky, stories. Vicky Vale yeah. was Vicky Vale was created um, off of uh, Marilyn Monroe and given red hair. That's that's like I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, that's interesting. That is, that's cool. Yeah. That's why that, like I she's great. She's a fantastic uh, character. I love her. I love but her. I guess to to each their own when yeah. it comes to Batman's true love, but uh it sounds like this is time for uh hot takes. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Jacob, quick. Hot take. Oh, no. Skip me. I I can't I can't think of one right now. Malcolm, on, quick. Hot take. Uh, hot take. So this week's Spider-Man number five posits an entirely new world, and it's the world that we should have lived in all along. When you read Spider-Man number five, you'll understand what I mean. Hot take. Jacob, quick. Hot take. Uh, right now, the this season of Vox Machina is fucking fabulous. <laughs> so please watch that. Watch Let's the first watch season. Watch the second season. And just know why it's fun. It's just fun. Hot take uh let's see uh hot take from me um i think that uh maybe i've said this already but i still hold true to it uh brave and the bold batman that new movie that's going to be coming out should be dick grayson as batman and it should be uh professor pig as the villain i know they already said they're adapting black glove i don't give a fuck should be professor pig because professor Professor pig Pig rules who would you cast as professor pig Ooh. John Goodman. Because unfortunately, I think the perfect person is no longer with us, and that'd be Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, Paul Giamatti would be interesting. Yeah. Um, Not Russian enough. (laughs) Russian (laughs) enough. Fuck up. Uh, so thank you. uh, I know. Thank you, Adam. (laughs) Shut up. We have one last email, so let's roll through this. Uh, From Marcel Hines. Marcel. Marcel writes in, hello, Gotham Knights. Good to be here for another week. Hope everyone had a good Valentine's Day and enjoyed time with their with their significant others or family or even yourself. There's no better love than self-love, in my opinion. Right? Oh. Right? No one knows me better than me. 
It's true. In the spirit of Love Day, I was thinking about some of my favorite comic book couples. It's no secret that I'm a Peter Parker, Mary Jane stan, except in the Ultimate Universe, where he should have stayed with Kitty Pride. Kate Eli is still the relationship I'm most angry ended. I became a big fan of Scott Emma over the years. She was better for him than Jean, argue with a wall. And Spider yes! Marvel, Peter Parker, Carol Danvers will forever be a guilty pleasure of mine. That's interesting. I've never yeah. heard of that. Yeah. Uh, he writes with Batman, Wonder Woman, thanks Justice League cartoon. Those are more mainstream couples, though. I really started to get into the weeds when I thought about some of my favorite lesser-known couples, specifically ones that lasted a creative team's run or even just one story arc. One of the first ones I thought of was Jason and Trini from the Boom Power Ranger comics. Yes! Yes! Uh, Yes! When it it comes to the Power Rangers show, I never really put anyone together, save for Kimberly and Tommy, since the show did that on its own. The comics, however, have become their own animal, so much so that I think of the two universes as being completely separate characters at this point it was there that i found the concept of trini and jason together very intriguing because i don't know how far eric is into the main series or if you finished gogo i did uh i w- did i did you finish gogo no uh i won't go into much <laughs> detail because of spoilers long story short trini had a crush on jason early on some stuff happened and their relationship is kind of ill-defined before they break it off uh i thought that was a bummer because both characters i feel have very complimentary personalities yes i did finish gogo yes I did finish Go-Go. Did you? Nice. Yeah, because now it's just Power Rangers and Mighty Morphin, right? Well, yeah, it, it was anyway. Now it's just back to being just Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, because Go-Go and Power has... Rangers wrap up with Necessary Evil. Right? Yeah, Go-Go, Go-Go wraps with like the Necessary Evil stuff, which yes. is the leading up to the white light. Yes. Okay, so yes, I did finish Go-Go. Okay, um, cool. Good. Said for a moment, it looked like the Power Rangers book was hinting at rekindling things, or at least addressing whatever attraction that was. There would have been a perfect chance for the, to do that after uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 100, but ultimately it fell through. Another couple I found myself liking that's a wee bit on the controversial side is Superboy and Lofi from Brian Michael Bendis's Young Justice run. I know Connor having a wife and child wasn't a very popular decision for lots of fans, but I honestly thought it was an interesting route for the character to take, even more so when the truth of their relationship was revealed. Something about Connor stepping in to protect Lofi and then being taken in by her as they built the pseudo-family to survive really spoke to me, and I was saddened when it ended. He even named Lofi's daughter when she was born, and you can't tell me there wasn't more to explore with that dynamic. I would like to see Lofi and Martha, the baby in question, brought back in some capacity, but it likely won't happen. A man can dream, though. And write fanfics. For those of you who don't know, Brian Michael Bendis' Young Justice run, which, yeah, um, brought back Connor Kent, great plus side, uh, but explained that he was lost in Gem World for a really long time. And he was basically, he um, was, he was basically stranded there. He encountered Lofi, and to survive the two. He settled down. Basically settled down, yeah. Yeah kind of uh shelter both of them and they she had a daughter he named her martha it was beautiful haven't been touched since um but uh marcel writes are there any short-lived couples you all wish got more time can't wait to hear your responses stay awesome stay safe i mean it's the one that i shout about all the time it's matt murdoch and kirsten mcduffie they should still be a relationship I mean, I think that they've made it pretty clear that that's what Matt would prefer. They have. He they just have. can't do it. So because of Marvel, hold your horses. Uh, it's because there's a war brewing, son. Uh, oh my beer. <laughs> We're gonna see. We're gonna see after the end of that. 
Uh, Jacob, Malcolm, do you have any short-lived comic couples that should have stayed around longer? Yeah, Peter Parker and uh, Kitty Pride. Yep. Um, that shit Peter was Parker taken. From and us. Peter Parker and Carly Cooper. That was that was good. Because was I think Carly Cooper is. I I think I think that they're meant to end up together. Forever. Interesting. I think she's the perfect she's match. The one true. Okay. Look, she and uh, on a similar vein, Barry Allen and Patty Spivet. God, I fucking miss Patty oh, Spivet. Oh man, I've been rereading New Fifty Two Flash. God, uh, I fuck, I forgot Patty how much Spivet. I love Patty Spivet. Patty Spivet. Spivet I mean, Patty Spivet and Carly Cooper are literally just the same character. They are the same but, exact character. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> and Barry Allen and Peter Parker are not too dissimilar. Yeah. But that is yeah. absolutely who both of them should end up with. Um, and I love Iris it. West. I love yes. Iris. 100%. But Iris I think West, Patty yeah. is a better match for Barry. I'm That's also funny. going to throw in uh, Kamala Khan and Teen Cyclops. Oh, yep. nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should have stayed. Should have mm-hmm. stayed. And um, uh, 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 Bucky Barnes and Natasha. Totally agree. Oh, I understand why that can't stay because of story reasons, but then they've kind of just flirted around it for the last like six years and just fucking do something. Marvel. Oh, you can do something with it. I got a, I got one. Susan Foster and, uh, 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 Captain America, uh, um, Black Falcon. What, uh, Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. Thank you. Jane Foster. Jane Foster. Jane Foster. Yes. 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 I said Susan Foster and I was totally like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jane and Sam. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that, I wanted to see more of that. That was like upsetting to just get like a glimpse of that. And like, yeah. and you only get that most of that in like in Avengers. Is that right? Like, yeah. yeah like, and honestly, a, barely a, get it in Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on. That, we need more of that. We needed more of that. Uh, but thank you to everybody Ugh. who wrote in. Once again, if you want to be part of our book club mailbag, send your emails to geeksplained at gmail.com. Put Bat Club Mailbag in the subject header, and we will read it here on the Friday show. But that does it for this week's book club next week. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed these uh, shorter recaps because next week we are diving back into a long one. We're going to be covering Batman issues 667 through 675, a.k.a. Batman the Black Glove. Okay, real quick before you continue, 670 and 671 are tie-ins for a crossover called Resurrection of Rahas al Ghul. So I don't know that we should include those or what we should do with that. I don't know if that's in your guys' omnibuses or not. Oh, it is. But uh looks like they are mm-hmm. okay yeah those two issues are part of a crossover if you want go ahead and read those and then i'll just like run over what the crossover talks about i mean it's pretty self-explanatory but yeah it looks like they are included because it's a different uh different artist okay yeah okay i want i wanted to be certain i i didn't know if that actually would be included or not that's so weird that they would just include 670 and 671 because yeah, it's part of like a 10 part crossover. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Well, so that's uh, fucking weird. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to be covering that. But um, yeah, okay. I I wanted to I wanted to check in real quick and figure that out. Okay. Cool. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh I mean, do you think we should skip it? I mean, it's 
That, that think real think carefully about that. Read, read read those two issues. If they're in there, just go ahead and read those two issues, right. and I'll just fill in the gaps for you. Okay, cool, 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 cool. awesome. So we're gonna do this again. Here we go. Uh, so next week we are going to be covering Batman issues six sixty seven through six seventy five, aka the Black Glove. I've been waiting to dig into this one. Uh, synopsis goes like this. When an international group of heroes is summoned to a mysterious island to meet with Batman, they soon realize they are being stalked by a killer. We're getting murder mystery with Batman. I'm very excited about this. Cannot wait. So tune in for that next week. Uh, Same bat time, same bat channel. Be there or be square. Not a circle. But for now, for the Geek Explained Book Club, I've been Eric Azana. I was Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I am and continue will be Jacob Brown. <laughs> I don't understand this. Everybody stay safe. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. Real hot take of the week. Star Trek Picard season three is what the show should have been from the fucking beginning. And it rules.
and this guy is a uh-oh did did i freeze did something happen? Did, did i no i eric froze oh oh he froze before he even said it <laughs> or did he freeze i hope so is this a bit i hope this is a bit i can't tell if this is a bit i oh I, god i think uh eric are you are you with us still because I can't tell if he's like moving or not. I that's the thing. I can't tell. <laughs> Please let this be a thing. Is this a bit? Is this some giant cosmic bit? I swear to God, if you can't leave like you bit, can't leave us like this. You can't. I'm gonna be pissed. It, it's gonna be a bit. Is it a? Is it a bit? Oh, oh, there he goes. Okay, he's gone. I'm yes. the host now. Yes, what the you fuck? are. <laughs> yes, what the fuck? that was fucking amazing. We got to keep that in for the end. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, we lost him. Oh man. Oh fuck! That was so. That was perfect time. That was perfect timing right there. Uh oh. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! Uh, I gotta oh, figure no. out how to send this to him, man. Oh, the internet just died. Uh, well, when he comes pop, when he pops back, you can send it. You can get it, give it back to him. There's like, um, it should be oh. like, you should uh, click the three buttons when he pops up his window. Click the three buttons on the top of his window, you know, and uh, oh, okay, and, and, and it'll give it. you it'll give you the option to do that. That's what I learned. It it happened to me one time. Oh yeah, yeah. So I see. Okay, sick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sick. Should be able to give the option there. Hell yeah! Whoo, that was scary. That was oh, so man. awesome. That was oh my awesome. god! <laughs> we were thought he was building. Up to I something. can't believe we thought. Yeah, I can't believe we thought it was a fucking bit. <laughs> That's so funny. That's amazing. Jesus Christ! I was ready to talk about this cat's little ass nipples, man. Yeah, baby. I was gonna talk about like, oh my god, it's fucking Bane. Oh god, it's Bane. Yeah, this is new Bane. New Bane. New Bane. He's fucking scary though. It's scary, man. Like I was a little, I was a little like um, hesitant when I saw this. He's I scary. yeah, like Bane is one of my favorite villains, and uh, he definitely terrifies the fuck out of me. Yeah, um, he's my second favorite Batman villain. I, I fucking love Bane. Really? That's rules. pretty good. That's he's my second favorite. I, I love Bane. I because well, he's the combination of the like big strong muscle stuff, but also like he's smart as fuck. He's it's just that no one ever does the smart shit with him. He gets which the is brains. a bummer. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I fucking I, love Bane. I, I love it too. Uh he uh scared the fuck out of me when I was just like, oh, it's just gonna be this bruiser. And then when he like started manipulating a plan and, and oh yeah took him out and took him out, I was like, Jesus Christ. That oh was, yeah, that's harsh. I love that shit. I love it too. It's one of the best. One of the best. One of uh, the best. One of my favorite uh novelizations actually is uh Batman Nightfall. The uh, Nightfall the, novel, yeah, Hell yeah, it's yeah, good. man. That thing is like a three act, uh, three act movie, man. Yeah, it plays out great. I think Nightfall just kind of fucking rules in general. Oh yeah, it's really yeah. good. Yeah, I I agree with that. It's like really good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a lot. It's also like um, I love like the uh, um, Tim Tim Drake in that is hell um, yeah, very very like in the middle of all of that, and I felt so bad for him. That was the kind of thing. Yeah. It's early Tim, but like in the best way possible. Yeah, right. Where he still has his, where he found his 
his dad, his parents and stuff like that. And, yeah. You know, and it's right before he loses them and stuff. And it was like, yeah, oh, fucking damn. rules. It's so good. Such a trauma time. So good. Hey, hey. hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Jesus Welcome back. <laughs> so we know joke. We thought you were just holding it for just to reveal what we were gonna because you cut off exactly oh, as like, no. you cut off exactly yeah. right when you were about to say it. And uh, dead ass. We thought you were doing a bit. And we're yeah. like, what is this bit? Like, yeah, we, we were, were trying like, to figure out if you were frozen or if you were just you, like you were frozen it. in. <laughs> You were frozen in such a state of like this. <laughs> and we were so like, uh, well, dude, uh, I, I fucking, you guys were frozen, like looking at your books. So I just thought you were reading. So uh, I went on for like 30 <laughs> seconds and I'm like, wait a second. Are you guys? Fro- Fuck. That's so funny. And then us, we were just like, Eric, what is it? Don't leave us. Don't cliffhanger us. Like, <laughs> What's the bit? What is this bit? What it's are you doing? So funny. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that. Sh- I'm gonna leave that shit in somehow. Put that we'll at the end. Out. I was gonna say, it yeah, I'll put it. So oh, funny, Jesus okay, Christ! We'll, uh, fuck me. Yeah, sorry. The internet just went out. <laughs> nah, I get it. But here we go. Back into it. <laughs> <laughs>